Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, fans of all ages, we bring to you the We Are podcast, your source for Penn State football and more throughout Happy Valley and even central Pennsylvania as we gear up for football season. I'm your host, Jared Prugar, and I'm excited to bring you everything that you need to know about the Penn State football program inside and out, offense, defense, special teams, what Coach Franklin's thinking, eating, drinking, everything you could imagine. My plan is to bring it to you each and every Sunday morning as we hopefully relish in the victories but not dwell in the losses. Let's get right into it. This year's Penn State team should actually be halfway decent. Uh, I would imagine that that with even with the departure of Ricky Ronnie, who, to the behest of some people, they enjoyed him. To the beha- to to most, the shuffle passes, the fourth and five plays, they weren't very much fans of, and that's okay. There's only one person you can please every play, and that's you. But here we are, gearing up for a 2020 season that not many people really expected, and we have. At, at the helm, Sean Clifford, who performed admirably, uh, replacing Trace McSorley last year, who's become a TikTok sensation for the NFL, uh, even as a third-string quarterback. And we also return at Penn State, Pat Fryermuth, who the media had seemed to think that he was opting out. He was ready to go to the NFL early, and here he is, ready to go. He's, he's gearing up for a season with Tyler Bowen, who's one of the premier recruiters on the East Coast for Penn State, uh, the offensive recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach, and the offense getting ready to, to perform under everybody but Ricky Ronnie, who has gone, to, gone on to, to be the head coach at Old Dominion. Uh, Kurt Haraka, fresh off his tenure at, at Minnesota and Western Michigan with P.J. Fleck, is ready to guide the offense and hopefully in a different light rather than the fourth and five plays against Ohio State and the shuffle passes against literally everybody. Um, he's, the, the offense is geared up to, to make plays and, and take yards down the field. The offense, the Lawn Boys, uh, powered by Juwan Sider, with, with Noah Kane, Devin Ford, and, and Journey Brown. They're more than ready to take it, take it on, even with the departure of Ricky Slade, who went to Old Dominion with Ricky Ronnie. The offense is more than Anthony ready to go for, um, for Indiana coming up soon. Should have the time 
for the Indiana game coming up on Monday, where they will finally begin Big Ten play. Kurt Sorok is far from the only coach that they've they've hired this year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Jawan Sider is actually the lone returner as far as um, coaches go with the running backs. They they introduced Phil Troutwine, who is the offensive line coach at Boston College, who, as I'm sure Penn State fans have noticed, defeated Pat Narduzzi's Pitt Panthers 31-30 today, and a typical Pitt Panthers defeat. But Troutwine looks to improve on an offensive line that has really underperformed over the course of the last few years under, under former offensive line coach Matt Leingrover, even as the quality of linemen have, has improved. Even with blocking for guys like Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, the offensive line has truly underperformed at each and every aspect, and they really haven't got and enough out of that offensive line as they've gone on. So hopefully Phil Troutwine can not only hope, help on the offensive side of the football, on the field, but also off the field in recruiting as they hope to build on a, a 2021 class. It really has has been far from the, the, the qualifications that Penn State has had recently. Um, given the COVID and all the issues, the 2021 class really isn't, up to snuff as far as uh, recruiting goes, but it's been a different year, and obviously State College and Penn State are much different when there's nobody there compared to when you have 107,000 fans screaming and cheering, and it's a whiteout, and the atmosphere is is incredible. But not only him, but also Taylor Stubblefield with the receivers, as Jared Parker heads to West Virginia to head their offensive um, as the, their offensive coordinator under uh, Neil Brown. The wide receivers lose a lot. They lost K.J. Hamler, who was a big-time playmaker, but they do bring back Jahan Dotson, who has performed admirably over the course of his tenure at Penn State. The offense should perform pretty capably uh, moving forward, but it's, it's a year where they're trying to install a brand-new offense with a couple position coaches that are, that are brand-new. So it's, it's anybody's ballgame to see how they're going to come out of the gate against Indiana here in two weeks. The issue, I think, with them is just getting the physical reps. They've been practicing without pads via Zoom, however you, you can envision it. The install has gone on, but the, it's those physical reps that they need – to help them really get to the next level in the Big Ten. They've got a they've had an action-packed schedule. They start at Indiana, which is no slouch. Um, Tom Allen's team has has played Penn State tough over uh, recent years. Then they host Ohio State on Halloween, which I'm sure will be a it could be either the uh, the horror story of the century, or it could be the the most excitement that they've had in Happy Valley, even without the fans. Um, in recent memory, since the, the block six with Marcus Allen and Grant Haley just a couple of years ago. What will be interesting to me is getting those guys like Sean Clifford, like Noah Kane, like Journey Brown involved early. And if they can get those guys behind that offensive line under, that, that's been under Troutwine's tutelage, good things can happen for Penn State early and often against Indiana. 
the biggest thing for them is getting out of Indiana healthy. If they can do that offensively, I think they'll be in good shape hosting Ohio State. You know, it, as, as crazy as it seems, Penn State could end up being top five without playing a single down. Uh, with, with the way things are going with the top 10, with the top 25, anything is possible before Penn, before Penn State and the Big Ten even snap the football to start their season. What will be interesting, in my opinion, is to see how they respond to that. Will they, will they rise up to those expectations? Will they be able to play at their capabilities in front of, really, center block, cement, and bleachers, no matter where they go throughout the Big Ten, whether it's Indiana, whether it's Nebraska, whether it's hosting Ohio State, or even at the Big House in Michigan. That remains to be seen, but Penn State could be off to a hot start just to begin the season without even snapping it down as those in front of them make their mistakes and lose games early. While much will be said about the Penn State offense and their ability to put points on the board, it's going to be largely in part of the defense to keep points off, which they did rather successfully last year, despite their losses at Minnesota and against Ohio State. They do lose Micah Parsons off to the NFL early as a result of COVID um, and the fact that he has a small child that he wants to take care of, and rightfully so. But they also lose Robert Windsor and Gitar Gross Matos, who were key cogs in that front seven for the Penn State defense and Brent Pry. Brent Pry is going to be able to deploy an athletic defense. It's an athletic 11 that really he has, it might be one of the most athletic that he's had in his time since James Franklin and Brent Pry really got to Happy Valley. But it will be interesting how he uses them. Jesse Lucetta looks to have a, a, have a great year on the defensive side of the football at linebacker as well as Brandon Smith, who I think really will be uh, a guy that goes under the radar at first, but with his athleticism and his ability will pick up steam as the year goes along. Now, it'll be interesting to see how, how things go on the back end where they've had a lot of success. Terry Smith has been producing NFL cornerback, NFL safety since he got to Happy Valley, which really wasn't the case prior to the arrival of this staff. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they line up defensively against Indiana here in week one. But it should be a fast athletic defense. They have Tariq Castro Fields. Keaton Ellis is going to get some time. Joey Porter Jr. will get some time as well in the secondary. They have Lamont Wade, um, Clareton Zone, who should um, be one of the best safeties in the Big Ten. So it'll be important for them down the field to keep those teams at bay. And I think they'll be able to do that successfully. Up front, I think they're not going to miss a beat without, even without uh, Yeter, Grossmatos, and Robert Windsor. So it'll be interesting to see how Brent Pry keeps up his defensive prowess and how they really get involved in stopping the run and being able to defend the pass. Now, Indiana has played them tough, both on the road and at home over the course of the last two seasons. Tom Allen's done a great job really getting his guys 
to play very well and play above their capabilities when they come to Happy Valley or even when they host Penn State, just like they did here in 2018. But it will be very interesting to see how they come out early and how they fly to the football um, as they keep going early in the season. The sleeper for me, though, is Ellis Brooks on the defensive side of the football. A linebacker by trade. He's athletic, fast, and will fly to the football when needed. How the Nittany Lions and Brent Fry use him, I think, will will really dictate how successful the defense is this season. It's important to get him into space and allow him to make tackles really early and often to really take the pressure off of guys like Lance Dixon, like Brandon Smith, and like Jesse Lucetta. Brooks is a guy that has experience for the Nittany Lions as a backup last year, but it's going to be important for them to get him engaged and engaged early. But if if there's one thing that Pry has done, he's gotten those guys. It, it's not been about the number ones for Brent Pry in the defense. It's been about the twos and the threes. Now that Brooks is, all, is one of those ones, it's going to be much easier for him to get involved and get engaged in the game early and often. And I think that's going to be beneficial for the Nittany Lions as they get into, obviously, Big Ten play because there is no uh, out-of-conference play this season. Typically, you would see them play a Kent State or an Akron or a Virginia Tech or an out-of-conference team to get them prepared for the Big Ten play. However, this year, that's not an option. They start out with Indiana, and they they play their Big Ten schedule, and it's not easy. You have you host Ohio State in front of just friends and family of, of teams, despite the governor's regulations and, and based on uh, Big Ten rules. It's going to be very interesting how big of a factor that is because if the game's at Ohio Stadium – it's going to be a raucous crowd in normal circumstances. If it's going to be a whiteout at Penn State, which this game most likely would have been, it's going to be under raucous circumstances where it's going to be loud, just like last year in, in, when Jim Harbaugh and, and the Michigan Wolverines burned a timeout before the first play was even, even snapped because of how loud it was. Now it's family. Now it might be the band. It's going to be pipe. It could be piped in crowd noise. It's going to dictate a much different type of football game than we've seen before. Now, which coach in the Big Ten is prepared for that? James Franklin has said they're going to be practicing at Beaver Stadium, where there's not going to be anybody in the stands. There aren't going to be handsome DK Pittsburgh sports reporters in the press box. It's going to be the Penn State football team and everybody associated with it on the field, and that's it, much like it will be during the season. Will the other teams do that? It's possible. Are they thinking of that? You would hope so. But how prepared are these coaches for this season, this unique season that really nobody has any idea, A, will it last, B, what to expect, and C, how long will it go? Only time's going to tell, but for now, Penn State and Indiana are slated to kick off here in two weeks. 
and we're going to be there every step of the way. Whether things happen in Happy Valley or State College or University Park that dictate the end of Penn State season, we'll be there. Whether Penn State takes on Indiana, beats them, goes on to Ohio State, we're going to be there. Every step of the way, myself, Jared Prugar, and DK Pittsburgh Sports will be there. No matter what happens, it's going to be a unique season, and we're going to be able to cover it from all angles as we take it on week by week, day by day, just like we are now. So for DK Pittsburgh Sports, this has been Jared Prugar on the We Are podcast. We look forward to hearing your input, and we look forward to hopefully seeing you soon in Happy Valley and around the Big Ten. <laughs>